Axis Mundi. Hello, friends. Before we jump in today, wanted to say thank you to all of you for your support, all of our patrons and uh, people who reach out to us. Uh, we are immensely grateful, and you uh, definitely make this show go. In the new year, we're looking forward to uh, continuing the show and doing it three times a week. But uh, we're basically in a place where we need to continue to uh, raise revenue and and uh, raise money in order to do that. For Dan and I, uh, this is a passion project. It's something that takes up a lot of time, especially, especially for me. I'm the writer, the producer, uh, the interviewer, uh, the editor, and all of those things. And so uh, with a newborn and uh, with job responsibilities and all kinds of other things, both Dan and I are basically staring down a... Uh, a scenario where we need to kind of figure out how we can balance all of those obligations with the time it takes to do this show, uh, not just once, not just twice, but three times a week. And so um, if you have not uh, thought about becoming a, p- a patron yet, um, please think about that today. Or if you would like just an ad-free experience without having to sign up for Patreon and all that stuff, you can find that uh, in our show notes as well. It would really help us. Uh, it would really help us continue to do this work. Uh, we love it, but it is uh, immensely time-consuming. One of the things we hope to do is hire an editor, uh, which would take a lot of burden off of me and uh, allow me to focus on content and to interviewing uh, great scholars and journalists and to formulating uh, further uh, series and, uh, and, and documentaries. And if none of that's possible, we, co- we totally understand. We would hope that you would uh, perhaps stop by uh, Apple Podcasts and give us a review. Um, it helps us out immensely and share all of our stuff on social media. Uh, that helps too. You're listening to an irreverent podcast. Visit irreverent.fm for more content from our amazing lineup of creators. What's up, y'all? Brad here. Welcome to Straight White American Jesus. Today we have a kind of break in between our Mild at Heart series. And uh, something new coming up uh, from Dan Miller. So I wanted to take a chance to just talk about the sexiest, hottest trend of 2021. And that is, of course, deconstruction. Uh, Recently, and I know I'm a little bit late to this party, but I I felt like talking about this today. So uh, excuse me if I'm a few days past the social media hubbub. But uh, about a week ago, Matt Chandler, who uh, is a pastor of the Village Church in Texas, and also the leader of the uh, Acts 29 network, which has about 400 churches and was, uh, as many of you I'm sure know, started by Mark Driscoll and, uh, and others. And uh, Chandler actually replaced Driscoll as the head of the Acts 29 network a couple of years ago when Driscoll was uh, in trouble for all of his, uh, quote, ungodly actions and, and uh, language and so on and so forth. Anyway... Chandler's now uh, head of not only the the network, but this large church down in Texas, and uh, he recently gave a sermon called The Depth of the Gospel, and during that sermon, he said, you and I are in a day and age where deconstruction and the turning away from and leaving the faith has become some sort of sexy thing to do. I I contend that if you ever experience the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ, actually, that that's really impossible to deconstruct from. But if all you ever understood Christianity to be is a moral code, then I totally get it. Now, uh, there was a big 
sort of uh, hubbub on, on social media, on Twitter and other places about this. And many of you, I'm sure, will have seen it. Many of you may have been responding to Chandler and his very blithe comments. Uh, and since then, there have been articles written that have mentioned my irreverent uh, uh, colleagues, uh, Blake uh, Chastain and Adrian Gibbs from, from Dirty Rotten Church Kids. And uh, this led Chandler to sort of um, re- respond, right, uh, to what everyone uh, was saying, and he wanted to, in his mind, clarify what he meant by de- deconstruction. So he says, it seems there are as many definitions of deconstruction as there are people going through what John of the Cross called the dark night of the soul, or even wrestling through significant and real church hurt. When I use the term, I am using it in a vein of its father, French philosopher Derrida, who believed that the meaning of a text was unknowable, and therefore truth was not really knowable. Deconstruction doesn't mean doubt or theological wrestle or struggling through church hurt, Chandler says. I have the deepest empathy and compassion for those who find themselves awaiting in those waters. I certainly don't want to make things harder for anyone in those seasons and struggles. I've journeyed through all three of those spaces in my 30 years of following after Jesus. If that's where you are, I think you're going to get to the other side and see Jesus as a more beautiful than you previously imagined. That's the way I'm praying. Okay, so there's a lot to say here. Uh, about all of this, and uh, uh, I want to just make like three points. First is, uh, let's just start with uh, deconstruction and Derrida, right? So he says, uh, Chandler says, I'm using the term. In the vein of its father, French philosopher Derrida, who believed that the meaning of a text was unknowable, and therefore truth was not really knowable. So my first response here, as somebody who spent way too many years of his life actually reading Derrida, uh, spent a year in France studying with phenomenologists and Derridians, have been back to France uh, dozens of times since then to give talks and uh, attend conferences and be part of a network of philosophers of religion who uh, are uh, working in the same uh, domain as Derrida did, as somebody who has spent significant time with mentors who were actually uh, mentored by and colleagues of Derrida. I have to say uh, to Chandler that uh, deconstruction in the Derridian vein may seem sexy, but I would contend that if you uh, think that this is what it means, then uh, you never understood it in the first place. And so if you actually understood deconstruction, then uh, in the Derridian term, then uh, that is impossible to deconstruct from. But if all you ever understood it is blithe moral relativism, as evangelical leaders are wont to do generation after generation, then I would say uh, you might have not ever tried it. So here's the thing is uh, he claims that he's using deconstruction. He's, he's trying to do something that's kind of sly here, right? He's like, well, all these trendy kids who are leaving the faith are calling it deconstruction. Not me. I'm an OG. I'm going back to the real deconstructor Derrida. Okay. And for him, the meaning of a text was unknowable, and therefore truth was not really knowable, okay? So I, I see the move here, right? Deconstruction was a term coined by the French philosopher Jacques Derrida. And for Derrida, deconstruction is a strategy of reading. It is a way to approach texts uh, in a way that tries to unravel them uh, and, and uh, unspool them from the kind of foundational lens or foundational referent uh, that seems to be guiding them or is at least guiding the interpretation of them uh, by a certain reader or a certain school of readers, by a certain tradition, and so on, okay? 
Now, what happens with Derrida over the course of years is that he's used as a bogeyman by people like Chandler to say, oh, he's one of those French atheists who just doesn't believe in truth at all. So that's what I'm saying. If you're doing deconstruction and you're with Derrida and you don't believe there's any truth and truth's unknowable, then, well, see you later. That just doesn't work. No way that can be a thing. So that's a straw man, right? It's a we're going to set up this thing and it's going to have a, a straw man that kind of looks, uh, you know, pretty sophisticated because it's a French uh, philosopher straw man. And then we're going to knock that down and say, look, that's just if, if deconstruction is just relativism in Derridian terms, then, yeah, of course, that's not something that me, Matt Chandler, is going to uh, think is is worthwhile in any way. So let's just stop. Right. It's such an easy tactic. Skip over deconstruction as somehow a complex process. And so many of you on social media have pointed this out, right? That skip over deconstruction as a process of questioning your worldview, questioning your uh, religious beliefs, questioning your the mores and practices of your culture, and trying to understand how that whole system of belief and ritual and practice and doctrine all fits together. That includes cognitive elements, that includes emotional elements, that includes familial elements, that includes social and psychological elements. But instead of like admitting that when one w breaks down their entire worldview and begins again, that that, no matter if you agree with what they're up to, that that requires immense effort and uh, immense persistence, it's so much easier to say, well, deconstruction, the way I'm using it, Matt Chandler, is the way Derrida used it. And Derrida, we all know, French, French philosopher, and he said truth unknowable. So if you can't know truth and you're deconstructing, then deconstructing means you can't know truth. And look at that. Come on, guys. This is a sexy trend. But that's all it is. It's moral relativism. It's eschewing truth of any kind. It's Secular hu humanism in its worst form, right? It's just so easy, man. It's so easy to skip over the hurt and pain and confusion and determination and all, all of the mixed bag of goodies that goes along with actually deconstructing your faith. And that goes along with what he says. He says, right, we live in a day and age where deconstructing and turning away from and leaving the faith has become sort of a sexy thing to do. Thanks for listening to this free preview of our Swag episode. In order to get access to the full episode and so much more, become a Straight White American Jesus premium subscriber by clicking the link in the show notes. It'll take you like two clicks, I promise. In addition to getting access to this episode, you'll have access to the entire Swag archive, over 550 episodes. You'll also get an extra episode every month, ad-free listening, Discord access, and so much more. All that for less than six bucks a month, and it helps us keep our flag up and continue to safeguard democracy from religious nationalism, extremism, and rising authoritarianism. Check it out. It's not hard, I promise. Mm -hmm.